Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. Still faced sex. Being with a partner who's not showing much, not communicating what's happening with them. You know, I think it's a good thing to talk about. So let's do that. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. Still Face is something that us as therapists know about. It's a YouTube video, you should Google it because I think it's, it really shows what happens, how quickly responsiveness is broken between, it's between a mother and a baby, but this is also between partners. We can break connection with a word, with a look, and sometimes, you know, without looking. And that's what the still face video is about is the mother is engaged with her child And then she puts on a still face and the baby instantly knows something is wrong and different and bad, starts to protest by crying out, tries to get the mother's attention, and essentially within a minute dissolves. And I think, you know, withdrawing people, whether they're sexually withdrawing or emotionally withdrawing, often pull back into this very blank face. You know, for them, probably, they're trying to keep everything under control. Their emotions, it's not safe to let out their emotions. So the mask that they're wearing is about management of something inside. But if you're looking at that, what do you feel? A whole lot of distress. Mm-hmm. Right. This is some beautiful seminal work by Ed Tronic. And everywhere you go on the planet, when somebody shows the still face in relationship, in connection, and, and, and that breaks the connection, there are only a few moves that our nervous system can go to, right? We can protest, we can fight, we can kind of mobilize. If that doesn't work, we start to shut down, we start to disconnect, we start to kind of move away. So you start to see those survival strategies, fight or flight, start kicking in when this still face kind of enters the equation. Yes, don't we know in a heartbeat that something's up with our partner when we just look at their face, right? you know, and one of the faces is the still face. And it's like, I mean, I know when my husband's angry, his face just goes blank. It's like, it, it isn't an angry face. It's a blank face. And it's like, or, or something's up. Right. But I instantly, it, it's almost like across the room, there's this ball of fire that hits my body. Like, uh Oh, Oh no. What happened? Yeah. Anxiety. Anxiety. Right? The relationship is, I can't reach my partner. That's what that still face says. Mm-hmm. My partner's gone. And, you know, that, that mobilizes, right? You can feel the natural anxiety. I says, what the heck? What can I do to get you back? I don't want this. I want relationship. I don't want this connection. And I think that's the thing still face represents disconnection. Yes. And I think particularly in bed with a partner, maybe a sexual withdrawer takes on essentially a still face lack of response, no vocalization, not as much movement, 
not as much reciprocal touch. I mean, maybe in the bedroom, it looks slightly different than just the face, you know, but people talk about this, like, you know, I don't know if I'm getting through. I don't know if they have pleasure. I don't know if they're engaged. They're just kind of lying there. And it might be right that the person lying there is coping. They feel vulnerable, exposed, afraid of, you know, like in performance anxiety, there could be so many things that they're going through, which are uncommunicated. But then the partner who's watching is feeling like I'm failing, you don't want me, I'm rejected. I mean, it's just in the bed, I think, is another problem. Yes, absolutely. And it's almost easier to see what happens for the person receiving the still face because they express the distress. You can see it. It's harder to understand what's going on for the partner who's given the still face. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be helpful to take a couple of minutes that says, what would work about the still face? Why do so many people go to it? Mm-hmm. And a little bit earlier, you talked about this sense of control. You know, when, when I'm working with people who sexually give the still face, you know, they're really working on the inside. They're really focusing maybe on kind of getting themselves aroused. They're really paying attention to their body, right? They're, they're, they're so focused, like, the, and they're going inward with the focus that they don't recognize that, you know, the sign that they're showing their partner in that still face is that they've disappeared. Mm-hmm. This, this idea of going inward. You know, the intent is to get more focus, to get more in touch mm-hmm. with their body, mm-hmm. to focus more on their arousal, mm-hmm. right? That they're, they're going, taking space is safety for them. They're not trying to reject their partner. They're just trying to create some safety so they can be more engaged. Yes. Right? And yes. they don't realize the impact. The intent is so good for them. Right? It's like, I, how do I get myself present? How do I stop all the distractions that are happening and really get myself in the moment and focus on my body? So to me, that word focus is mm-hmm. what they're trying to do. That's the intent. But the impact is because they're focusing inward. They just, they're not giving anything for the partner to engage with. I like that. I think it's one of the reasons that people yeah. have sexual still faces is trying to focus in inside to gain arousal or to to let the arousal sort of build. I I had a patient that this happened with. She was married to an emotional sexual pursuer and she set it up. She's like, you know, I really want to meet his needs. So she set up a beautiful bath and he liked it from behind. So she's like, I'm going to come out of the bath do that. He'll really, really like it. And so she did all that. And as he was inside her, she, he couldn't see her particularly, but in her head, she was focusing on, okay, how do I get into this rhythm so that I get out of it what I need? Mm -hmm. And her body kind of stilled. And he instantly felt that and said, you don't really like this. You don't want this. Why did you even set me up like this? And he's angry and upset and pulling away. And it was truthfully just what you said. She she did like it. She had given herself. Yeah. And she was just trying to make it feel right and, and let her stuff sort of get sink into that. And then of course she didn't know what to do because yeah. she was all rejected and, you know, on it goes. And that couple never had the conversation beforehand. It's mm-hmm. so helpful for people who give the still face to give meaning to that still face. It's not that I'm not into you. It's that I'm trying to focus on me so I can be more present for you. Mm-hmm. Right? If, if, when people have a, a shared understanding of what something means, it's a lot easier to not take it so personal. Yeah. I, I think about another patient of mine, and she was a trauma survivor and you know had been molested as a child. And so many times, sexually, she was trying to brace against intrusive thoughts. Mm. 
You know, she had not really been healed completely and didn't know when those thoughts would arise. Right. You know, when she's in a sexual situation, her mind can just flash back to it and it's painful to her. And of course, it drops her arousal. So it wasn't that she was having a flashback. It was that her still face was about bracing against yes. potentially having right. a flashback. Right. It's so good. What we're trying to do here is get curious about the function of the still face. Sometimes it's about focus. Sometimes it's going inward. But this is another function of it. If your body's bracing for fear, for a possible threat, your energy is waiting for that threat. Mm-hmm. And it, that's almost like a freeze response. It's like there could be a bad thing that happens here and I want to be ready for it. I don't want to be surprised by it. So it's just anticipating. It's trying to read the tea leaves and see what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think sometimes the problem with withdrawers and maybe even more problematic with sexual withdrawers is language is not easily available to them to describe this state. You right. know, we, we hope as a podcast, right, to be giving you ideas and language and how to talk about things with each other. And that's the feedback we keep getting from people is you you guys have given us a way through to each other to talk about this. And there's probably a million reasons a sexual withdrawal would be still. Sometimes I think they give up. I've talked to lots of people who, you know what, I've told my partner a million times what I want and what I like, and they just like do the thing they want and like. Right. And so what's in it for me? I, I'm, I'm just getting through it. Right. So there's another function, the checking out. Mm-hmm. Right? Literally, there's almost like a dissociation that happens. Like they're mm-hmm. just trying to serve their partner and, you know, they're not in a place where they're going to enjoy it themselves. So they just basically check out. it. Yeah, those those are problematic. Those are problematic. Yeah. Right. And so human. I mean, it's such a loving thing to do to know your partner needs something, but you don't feel safe but you're still going to push your body through the process to love well, mm-hmm. even though the course might not, might be pretty bad for you. Sure. It is. Um, hopefully it is because if it isn't right, it can just build resentment at the sense of I'm being used. It doesn't matter what I want. Does not you know, all of that can be problematic too and lead to more still face and lack of response. And I mean, it can get pretty nasty in terms of how people encounter this and what they do with it. What I'm pretty confident about is when there is a still face, there's probably very little communication around it. Mm-hmm. The person has a good reason for the still face. It immediately triggers the other person. And before you know it, they're in their cycle with neither one of them understanding the other person any clearer afterwards. Yeah. Right. So that's what we're trying to do here to take some time and understand like what would make somebody go to a move like this. Mm-hmm. It's a safety move for them, and yet the partner takes it as such a rejection. Mm -hmm. Therefore, nobody's really seeing the the need, the safety need in the person who's put it on the still face. I think that we can really help them with that. I think so, too. Let's talk about this a bit more about how they might get through to each other after break. Lori, really excited about the Success and Vulnerability Project. We are really pushing the leading edges of therapy and breaking down the process and in moments, session by session, choice points. Why does this work? What intervention are you using? If it works, what do you do next? I mean, this is the next level for therapists. If you want to up your game, you want to see real clinical examples, you want to break down the process, you want demonstrations, you want teaching. I mean, it's all there. 
really exciting, good stuff. It is. I love it. I listen to the new modules repeatedly. It's great information. I'm learning, you know, still in the process and it is good. I love what you guys do teaching and the demonstrations. They're fun. They're funny and they're really helpful to my work. So this is training for therapists. If you'd like this training, go to successinvulnerability.com. It's all one word, successinvulnerability.com. Speaking with certified sex therapist, Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress on an issue that you've been stuck in. Maybe it's a sexual issue or a relationship issue. People will fly in maybe on a Friday and we'll do three hours usually, get them acclimated, kind of set a direction. And then on Saturday, we usually do four or five hours and Sunday morning, four or five hours as well. Compared to weekly therapy, I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. How do people know if an intensive will help them? I do an initial hour interview to make sure that the candidate is suited for that kind of deep, long work. And also to make sure that I'm the right person. And for the record, if you don't choose to come in and see me, then you don't have to pay for that hour. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. When I listen to us talk about the function of the still face and all the examples that we've given why people might have this, you know, the communication about it, if we could give it language and get through to the sexual pursuer about it, or maybe help the sexual pursuer ask in gentle and loving ways about what they're seeing. You know, as a sexual pursuer, you don't want to say, hey, you know, you don't give me any feedback. I don't uh, see anything on your face. What's, you know, you're, it's like you're dead to me. You're like a dead fish. I mean, it could be really ugly. That would not work. But maybe a curious question, like, you know, I noticed when we made love, you looked a little blank, and I was just wondering what was going on, you know, Penny, for your thoughts. Right. That curiosity is so key that what is the function? Like, there's something about sharing information, letting the face go, that there could be a threat in that, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe it will lead to shame. I'm not supposed to be really loud. I'm not supposed to make faces. You might think... My face isn't real. I mean, there's some fear in what the information could reveal, mm-hmm. right? So I think that permission from the partner is such a good starting point to be able to say, hey, you're not showing your faces. You have a poker face on for mm-hmm. a reason. You probably don't even know it. I don't know it, but let's just talk about it like we're doing here. What, what could be some of the good reasons you do that? Like starting off with believing your partner has good reasons instead of already judging your partner for doing it wrong. It's such a different starting point. Oh, it is. Yeah. I love what you said. Even those words, if they could adopt that tiny phrase, you know, I'm sure you have good reasons for doing what you're doing. That's helpful. You can't see Lori, but her still face just loosened up a little bit. (laughs) That's true. It's, It's inviting that partner who gives the still face to want to know themselves better. There's something their body's doing that they might not even be aware of. There's probably some habitual learning here. And to invite them in a a curious way instead of a judgmental way, that's probably never happened to them before. Mm -hmm. And how lovely would it be if your sexual partner believes in you, champions you, and says, 
I know there's something going on in you and I care enough about you to just want to know you. We got a long time ahead of us, so let's just figure it out. I mean, that sort of patience and curiosity and a sense of we don't have to figure it out this minute. And maybe you just need to think about it. We'll see where we're at. And to look for moments when there isn't a still face and really enjoy that. Right When you get that little smile, when you hear that little sound, you know, when those Mm -hmm. eyes open up a bit, right? Mm -hmm. To be able to say, that was so nice. Mm -hmm. So often pursuers want to be like, did you just did it? Did you see that? What happened? Like, that was pretty big. They tell me more about it. It's like they just, they make too big a deal about they make it. Too big of a deal. Just a little plant seeds like that. That was nice. It was nice to hear you moan that way. Right. And then just move on to something else. Plant those seeds. Yeah, that's that's a really good concept for pursuers. Plant the seeds. Don't dig out the tree. Just plant a little seed and let it grow in your partner and see where that goes. Because if, if we draw attention to the withdrawer in a way that first they could think it's bad, it, I think many withdrawers just feel conspicuous when attention is drawn to their withdrawing. It's like, oh, great, you know, not only am I surviving over here, but you're noticing that I'm surviving and you think something about it and now I'm exposed. And I, I, I was withdrawing for the very reason to not be exposed. Exactly. I, I got to say one more motive for the still face that I think is important for our listeners although I'm kind of going backwards here, but so many women don't respond. They they keep their face still because they think it's unladylike to kind of give in to orgasm and let their face do whatever they want. You know, but orgasm kind of does all kinds of crazy things to our bodies. And so if you're withheld in that way, you can't surrender to the power of what your body is experiencing. And so trying to keep a still face during orgasm is actually going to reduce the power of orgasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's don't. a good motive, right? There's a, I, don't, I don't want my partner to think I'm unattractive. And so many of these strategies we learn early on. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were masturbating early and you had to hide that and you had to suppress your sounds and like these mm-hmm. trainings stick with us. And that's yeah. why I love what you're saying. It's like, trust you have good reasons for it and just explore it. Let's just see what functions are being served. And is that still serving you? Or could you be able to kind of let some of that go because you would get more out of the encounter yourself? Mm-hmm. Like that's a journey that the person with a still face has to do for themselves. Nobody can force them into it, mm-hmm. right? I trust they have good reasons for it. They might not know what it is, but I also know that if they could explore that, they, they probably could get more out of sex. Exactly. And I can imagine as the pursuing partner, how scary that is to initiate that conversation, you know, because they've asked a hundred times, right, about how do I make it better for you? What do you want? What do you like? Let's talk about it, all that. So again, another conversation about something that, you know, it's dynamite, right? Now, my partner could think I'm critical, and I'm really just trying to help. And it's scary. Yeah. And I think that keeping a focus on the target they're withdrawing and putting up a still face because they don't want to be exposed because they're afraid of messages that they're letting people down are coming up short Mm -hmm. so so often when we do bring attention the opposite of failing is being told good job Mm -hmm. i appreciate what you're doing i know it takes Mm -hmm. a lot of courage it's so important to receive some affirmation to soothe those that threatened brain that's waiting for messages of failure yeah so 
kind of the sandwich conversation, right? All of the good things, maybe the curious question, and then all of the good things. Like, you know, I just love that we made love. I feel so close to you. Your body is so warm. It makes my skin just feel relaxed when I'm next to you. It's so awesome, you know, and I want to convey that I love you and appreciate you. And I want you to get into it. And I I noticed kind of there was like this flash across your face. And, you know, you may not have even noticed it, but it was almost like, a little bit pulling away. And, you know, if you ever could wonder about that, or if you don't do know or think about it, and there's something I did, or there's something that you felt, I'm just curious about your mind and what goes through your mind in those moments. If, if you could let me in on that, I would love to know what, you know, happens for you when your face kind of goes a little blank, you know, are you somewhere else? Or, you know, you don't have to tell me right now or think about it right now, but maybe as you go about the week, if it comes up to you, I'd really love to know about that because it's so important to me. It's beautiful. And I think for the pursuer to also tap into moments in their life where they've given a still face. You know, maybe they were in trouble and somebody asked them and they, they couldn't tell the truth. They had to kind of... <laughs> I don't know. I, I think about going to church and someone makes a joke. I don't want to laugh. And like, you know, when you have to work hard to not show what's happening, right? To be able to tap into it, that's actually pretty hard to do. Mm-hmm. You might get used to it, but there, there is a reason your body's saying, don't show that. Mm. It's safer to not show it. But right? right. I, I think as a pursuer, the more we can tap into that and say, yeah, I, I can relate to that. I, I know that place too. It's a lot easier to find a bridge. Right, and to start seeing this less as rejection and more around safety, and that, that's mm-hmm. a big that's a big reframe right, right. to help your brain say this person's not doing this to me. This person is doing it for themselves. This is something that kind of has nothing to do with me. Because mm-hmm. I right. think that's the rub, right? The pursuer takes it as look, they they don't want me. They're not engaging with me. Like, you know, you're not interested in me. You're not having fun with me. It becomes all about them. Mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. nobody sees actually what's happening for the person with the still face. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, because people take safety and pull back for so many reasons. And sometimes it's not the interpersonal reason. It's the intrapsychic reason. And they Mm -hmm. may never have shared that with anybody. So good point. I feel my heart opening up for the still face people in the world. (laughs) right and they need that they really need people's love they get so much judgment and they have so much of their own judgment around it and all the judgment does is make it more likely for the still face to show itself the next time Mm -hmm. the more i think they could listen to conversations like this and just say huh maybe there is a reason i do this that's not so terrible the more people are coming to that conversation with that openness that grace i mean wow things can really shift Mm -hmm. so true So our point is, if you're the sexual pursuer and you're with a partner who seems to have a still face in bed, first, depersonalize it. Mm -hmm. Second, begin to be curious about the many reasons it might be happening. Don't pester your partner about it, but just drop a little seed Mm -hmm. and say, you know, I'm open, I'm curious, I want to know you, and give them some space to think about how they might reveal that to you. And again, Unfortunately, I think when we're kind of trapped in the sexual cycle, one of the things that's missing is words. You know, our bodies are doing things that we have never put words to. And so it may be very hard to articulate a body feeling that comes over us that makes us go into still face. Right. And if you're the person given the still face, 
be intentional and get to know yourself better. What is going on there for you? And is it working? Mm-hmm. Or are there better ways of letting go? And what would that take? What would it take to engage more, to share more information, to expose yourself more? There's a lot there a underneath lot there. that still face, and it deserves to be seen. Yep. Okay, thanks for listening. Show that face. Hey, Lori, I want to give a quick shout out to Julie Manano. She's been a big help on Instagram. She's got an amazing thing happening with the secure relationship. Such awesome advice for couples, so practical and tangible and a huge success. There's, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. And she's been a great support for her foreplay. And we just want to help our listeners, you know, get some great information out there. Yeah, Julie runs the Secure Relationship Instagram account, and it is filled with great pithy shorts, you know, on a post about how to relate. I mean, she does so much, and she's so helpful. I mean, she's also got a book coming out that is kind of about these tips that she gives, and then she's also doing a book on how to really reach secure attachment as a couple. So. We want to direct you to the Secure Relationship. It's an awesome place. I mean, right now I'm looking at one of her posts. It's called The Relationship Tip. And she basically says, you know, partner one, partner two, and how they get stuck in a trap and what to do instead. And all of these, every single one I read, and I read all of them, really relates to our lives. And we want to thank you, Julie, for your support for us. And we want to direct our listeners to your account because you're doing some good work out there, girl. Keep it going. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.